All right, y'all. Welcome to episode nine of Untitled and Unbothered. Today, we're here to talk to you about drugs. One, we're not professionals in this area. Two, we're not doctors. One of us is actually becoming a doctor. Um, But these are just our personal opinions and thoughts. Stay tuned now. So the first question I have for y'all is, what are your thoughts on decriminalizing drugs? And what drugs would you want to decriminalize? Actually, Cs, I think since you're starting this topic, I think you should start. Okay, I can start. Decriminalization, right? I know that they have recently done this with marijuana. And to me, other drugs that they should decriminalize are, besides weed, I honestly think they should decriminalize like things like um, like LSD. Um, I know LSD in the past has been used to treat psychosis or psychological treatments with people who I think are, have split personalities too. Um, and I think this is another drug that should be decriminalized. I know like a lot of people are talking about like decriminalizing like heroin, not heroin, I guess, but like crack and other other hard drugs. I personally, I wouldn't. I know here in San Francisco, they tried to have like in safe injection sites, um, which would be for like heroin and crack and all that. But I personally would be okay like if they decriminalized like LSD and all that. What do you guys think? I think I should definitely speak on it because, you know, being open about it, I've tried it and it's not that bad. I don't know if anybody else in this group has tried it, but I mean, it's not like I was like a chronic user. This, I mean, in my experience, it's definitely something that like, I don't know, and at least in my opinion, you shouldn't be doing like every other day like weed or like you know what i mean i feel like with this one it's like hey like very very seldom like i mean the maximum amount i've tried this is like three times my whole life and then after the, the third time like i was like i'm done but i mean i think it should be decriminalized because at the end of the day it's not like i don't know i don't see it as the same level as like meth or like heroin you know what i mean because like when i think of heroin and meth like you know actually like kills you it like ages you like a decade like you know the repercussions are that you can get a disease you know from doing from using so long and it messes you up right like obviously we already know if you do too much of one thing it's it's gonna mess you up but like lsd i mean it's hell it's like it's very hit or miss because if you get a certain amount on you it can have permanent damage because it, it can be absorbed through your skin like there's a lot of ways to to do it but like if you're doing like a little bit of, of dosage i mean i think it's i think it honestly it's an ex, it's a really unique experience that i mean i i'm not gonna tell people you know be, be doing it but if it's like if people who are open to it i i recommend it because it's kind of like yeah it, it does make you uh shift your thinking it does uh kind of broaden your mind a little bit and in a way it kind of does put things into perspective that you wouldn't think on your own like you're not gonna hook like hallucinate you know what i'm saying like everything it's like if somebody was to turn on the tint on like your tv like you know how you can turn like the contrast and like the tint and the vibrancy that's yeah. basically what what it is yeah. like like you know to me like colors were a little brighter my like you know like things were a little sharper um you know like uh, i don't know like you you could kind of feel like vibes of other people a little better like it's always good to do that within a controlled group with people that you're super, super, super comfortable with. I don't think anyone should do it with like, hey man, this is my cousin, Je you know, Jerry, like, you know, brought a little bit of acid. Uh, it's like, well, I don't know how Jerry is. I don't really know the guy, you know? And then Jerry comes in with like, uh, you know, with a Cowboys jersey, you're like, oh, I don't think I can, I, I can hang out with this guy. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? Like you definitely want to be with people that you're comfortable with. And I think it's actually a unique experience that I don't think people should make other people feel bad about. But you know, again, it's like, hey, 
it's not for everybody but i mean it's it's a unique experience it, it, it definitely is and i definitely agree that it should be something that should be decriminalized and i feel like maybe in a way it should be something like hey you know not like an injection site but maybe it's like hey guys you know like we recommend this is what you should do these are the steps mm -hmm. you're open to try it you know yeah i feel i feel i feel you um for me decriminalization of, of drugs um that's a very like big phrase um I don't know much in terms of experience about a lot of them, but um, based on what I know in terms of facts or like in science, um, the one drug I would say that's recreationally used that should be like less cr criminalized is um, definitely cannabis. You know, um, cannabis has been shown through a lot of research that um, it's had a lot of health benefits for a lot of people. And different conditions nowadays like it's so easy to take a ibuprofen or some kind of you know non-steroidal anti-inflammatory you know like ibuprofen or advil or whatever um and and that's a mainstream thing to do and no one questions that uh however there's been studies that show that properties in cannabis actually are way better for you in terms of reducing inflammation and less toxic to your body and so uh, i think it's more of a stereotype in terms of that drug itself cannabis and i think it's going to take some time for society to get over the fact that it actually is something good for you but in terms of cr criminalization we've already seen like people who have been you know given uh, jail sentences for for cannabis they're being forgiven now for a lot of states that like have made it legal and so i think if there's one drug used recreationally that i would say should be decriminalized uh, it should be cannabis because there's been so much data to support it's actually not as bad of a drug as we think you know like people drink alcohol people take ibuprofen like those things are really bad for you too and so that's the one i would say that we should focus on to add on that too um you know, it's 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 interesting because you mentioned like ibuprofen and, and medicine like that that we take over the counter. But um, and like what said was saying, different people react to drugs differently. I think certain drugs obviously aren't good for everyone, right? I mean, everyone, someone might abuse it, take too much of it, you know, and some, someone might just take it when they need it. Um, there's one drug, you know, again, I'm not <laughs> fully aware of all these drugs as well. I know you, you mentioned cannabis and she's kind of mentioned uh, heroin, but there's one called uh, GHB and it's actually meant to relax someone um, that is dealing with like insomnia. Um, it also helps with like weight loss. Um, you know, there's beneficial stuff, like if you're dealing with pain, fatigue, sleep problems. And so right now, you know, people, cause back then, you know, I saw that, uh, in my research of this drug that it was used as a torture or like some people would overdose and, and potentially die right from it. Um, so again, with moderation, I think, you know, what makes this drug different than ibuprofen, right? And then that's when you got to or, or what makes cannabis different than, I don't know, what other drug we take for pain, right? Um, so, but I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, positive benefits um, that these certain drugs can give. Um, but of course, like you were saying, alcohol, for example, you know, a lot of people back then used, it was illegal, right? And people would still take it. And, you, you know, there's negative effects. There's also positive effects. But then, you know, the prohibition and everything happened. Now it's legal. And, you know, we're seeing that, yes, people, you know, drink too much, get alcohol poisoning, and some people, like, get to that level where they, their liver fails on them and they die, 
but you know i think it's when th- when something is illegal more people want would want to try to to get it right if you make it legal and available more people might try it and then see like hey it doesn't work for me and so you know i just gave that specific drug but um but just all in all what i'm trying to say is you know everyone's different with moderation these drugs shouldn't be used um all the time and your body gets dependent on it but it's kind of like you know trial and error see if it works you know because like for me for example i get a migraine um and i go straight to my excedrin migraine um and sometimes those don't work for me either so then you know my 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 doctor prescribed me with one called maxalt and you know i don't know anything about maxalt but they gave me this pill that you put into your tongue it dissolves in 10 seconds and it's super strong it takes away my migraine in like you know 10 minutes whatever you know and so that in my head i'm just like what what's the difference between that and maybe another drug that's illegal right now all right and so that's kind of my my first take on this all right i'm actually going to play devil devil's advocate right now portugal has actually decriminalized possession of drugs which includes heroin and crack and they've seen some um strong declines in drug abuse cases health They've also seen like a better health outcomes and uh, deaths related to overdosing. So in your opinion, why do you think hard drugs like that? And I've heard like a couple answers already. Like, why is it not possible to decriminalize these drugs here in America? I think it's the reason why it hasn't been done is because I feel like one, it's like bad PR. And then two, it's kind of just like, I feel like America tries to hold on to too many values and too, and like a way of thinking to run the whole country that's uh, like out of date, you know, like, you know, we try to hold on to like the nuclear family values and all that stuff. And I feel like it's kind of like, there's a lot of people that, you know, are in charge that are from that generation that don't want to do that because I think it's more about being closed minded and scared of like being the cause of like you know maybe oh i'm like if we do this it's gonna be our fault we're gonna be creating addicts we're gonna be like letting like people are gonna run loose but then it's like at the same time it's like you know we shouldn't be because in europe they do it they let people do heroin like there's like heroin farms where everybody's super chill there's actually a documentary about it on vice where where there's a lot of positive stuff you know where people you know get taken to the hospital they do it naturally but at the same time, I feel like it's also a lot of fear, you know, because no one wants to publicly be like, okay, so we're going to decriminalize these drugs that, you know, if you do them, they can actually kill you and like do all this crazy stuff to you. But we're going to make sure, but we're going to make it look, at, we're going to let it be that it's okay, guys. Like, you know, I think that's the fear of it, you know, like if you feel me, like, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I, I mean, I, for, I, for, for, for me, like the biggest thing, uh, if you compare like the United States with Portugal, like, uh literal sense kind of thinking would be the size of america versus portugal portugal is a small iberian country like it's the corner of the iberian peninsula and the usa is the big big mass of land and so how are you going to regulate or control uh, the use of those substances and so that's the only thing i would say is why it would work in a country like portugal because it's not that big very small so it's easier to regulate um, the kind of traffic of those substances uh, as opposed to here in America where uh, California to New York, it's a, it's a long set of land. So how are you going to regulate each state? There's 50 states. So that's the only thing I would say about that. Um, but it's awesome that 
Portugal has found it good enough to kind of let that happen. Um, but I don't know how it would work in, in the United States. Like, it's such a big land of masks. So I don't know how you would regulate something like that. Yeah, and to add on that real quick, you know, all I'm going to say is um, so the, the different styles of living, obviously here in the U.S., there's more crime than I would say some European countries. I mean, we see it with different things like, you know, gun or, or other stuff like robbery. And, you know, the criminalization of drug possession is like a big reason here in the United States of uh, incarceration. And, you know, I was looking at this stat right now just to kind of add on that. It's, it says on any given night, uh, there are at least 133,000 people behind bars in U.S. prisons for drug possession. 63,000 of them are held pretrial. So, you know, I just think that there might be a fear that if they eliminate uh, drug decriminalization, uh, you know, it might make more people want to commit crimes. Uh, there will be less penalties, right? Um, it might be harder for for the system to kind of, you know, uh, reduce the number of, of crimes. So I, I don't know. It's for me. I think that's the big reason why, is that they're kind of, you know, kind of in fear of, you know, the penalties and all that stuff. Maybe people take advantage. That that's my take on this. Yeah, I agree with everyone that has been talking about it. Um, I think it's just a mixture of fear, um, being a bigger country uh not knowing how people would react um is this gonna give people an easier access to get these type of drugs uh you know so i think it's just something that if the u.s does want to slowly decriminalize the drugs then they have to test it state by state and see how see what the outcome is uh from state to state but you know as far as what you guys mentioned i agree with you guys I feel like for me, like, I, I honestly don't really know anything about drugs. Like, I've never taken it. I've never tried it. None of that stuff. So for me, the only ones that I know is the ones that I use for, like, asthma, like my albuterol, my ven my Ventolin and all that stuff. So for me, I'm, like, not an expert in no way, shape, or form at all. But what I do know is that, like, I feel like it wouldn't work here because of the fact that of how dangerous for example i think you said heroin and meth like i feel like it's just like there's so much uh after effects of it i don't know like i've seen just from the news and everything like when i do when they do mention it like i've seen how drastic like the drastic changes that it causes to people like they've they always shown people like before of how they look before and then they showed how they like after and it's just crazy to see and um i just feel like it wouldn't work because it's you know like 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 i think hondra was saying earlier like it's just two different lifestyles and for here like in the u.s they take stuff way more seriously than they do in other different countries so I, that's pretty much you know that out that i have to say i don't know what do you guys think no thanks thanks for mentioning that Actually, what I was thinking while y'all were talking about this is, you know, obviously marijuana is one of the decriminalized drugs, right? And a lot more people are using it. Do y'all think there there can be a dependency on marijuana and weed? Well, marijuana and weed are the same thing. Do you think there's a dependency that can get developed off of this? Or are there no dependencies? Like, you can't get addicted to it. What do y'all think? I mean, for me, like, I'll start off... Um... When we talk about dependency, we are dependent on a lot more substances than we know during our daily life. For example, all of us coffee drinkers, like when we drink our cup of coffee every day, if we don't have it, we could feel off, right? So that could be a dependency on caffeine from the coffee. People who drink tea could be... Better call me out, bro. Thank you. 
Uh, <laughs> my bad, dude. I love coffee. I do coffee every day. Uh, That's cool, man. You, I, I feel like if I don't have like at least like two, three cups about it, of it a day, like, yeah, like I don't want to punch you. Not you, right. like not me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're fr- like, but if you're in front of me and I don't have a cup of coffee yet, I mean, you better have. A you might, you, you might punch me. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But, but no, what I'm I saying is you. like. Like, okay, dependency. A thing that's considered a drug is something that can, like, affects your brain chemistry in your body. And so caffeine is one of those. Um, if we don't have our daily dose of caffeine, people might... All right. Keep it locked on Untitled and Unbothered. We'll be right back. Let's keep it moving. Say, oh, I can't function or I can't do well. Um if people are used to taking ibuprofen every morning because they have headaches, um, if they don't take it, they'll have a bad day. And so dependency on marijuana uh, is like any other drug. If you're used to it every single day, yeah, of course, if you don't have it one day, you're going to you're gonna feel off or you're going to feel like you can't sleep or you can't function well during the day. And so I wouldn't say marijuana is more of an addictive drug than anything else we're used to. I, I, would, I would just say marijuana, if something that you do as your lifestyle, like if it's something you do every day, then your body is going to get used to it. It's going to um, conform to it and it's going to adapt to it. And if you don't use it one day, then you're definitely going to feel off balance. And so, but it's no different than like not having your cup of coffee or a cup of tea. And so I wouldn't say it's something that is more addictive than any other drug. I would just say it's something that you can get dependent on if you do it every day, just like any other thing. I always thought they were the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. What? What? Marijuana and weed. I thought, isn't it the same thing? I was <laughs> the same thing. I, I think they made marijuana and coffee. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, what? <laughs> no, marijuana. No, coffee? And, yeah, I mean, marijuana, weed, cannabis, <clears throat> they're all the same thing. I saw it under cannabis, yeah. But isn't it isn't it known that it has good health benefits? Like it helps people concentrate. Like for example, like we have a cousin, I mean, we have a cousin that uses it all the time. You know, because he suffers or he not suffers, but he has migraines. So it's kind of like right. his his go like kind of like his escape. Like he it's it's not like an addiction, but it's kind of something that he uses like in terms for medical reasons. Yeah, it's like someone who says, "Oh, I take ibuprofen every day." Like what's the difference, you know? And so um, that's what I'm saying. Like. The use of uh, marijuana is not any more of a dependence than having to drink a cup of coffee every morning. You know, it's if you're used to it, um, you get your body used to it. And so that's what I have to say about it. Yeah, I, I agree with with Ed. I mean, it, it's easy to get addicted to something um, if you see the the positive effects of it, right? If if you're taking cannabis and and you're seeing that it's helping you calm down or helping you sleep or whatever, then you're going to continue taking it. Um, and, and of course you become dependent on it. Some people get like a disorder of it. Like if you don't have it, you go crazy. Or like said was saying, like it might affect your, you know, if he doesn't have coffee, it might affect his mood. So like, it's, it's crazy that something, something like that can, uh, can affect you that, that greatly. Right. Um, I know for, for me, it's like, you know, it's also a mental thing. So it's like, for example, what I was saying earlier about my migraines, you know, like I can drink more water or I can probably go outside, get some fresh air, or I can probably, I don't know, do something that for me, like, for example, if I see a lot of light, it it will give me a migraine. So, but my first instinct is to go grab the medicine, right? 
And it's like in my head, I know that if I take that medicine, it's going to go away. Right. But that's just mentally how I feel. That's my lifestyle right now. It's like, oh, go take it because I'm dependent on it. And I feel like then in my mind, in the same time, if I don't take it, I'm going to it's going to get worse and it's going to keep hurting and all that and so forth, so forth. So, yeah, of course, like, you know, you become dependent on it. Uh, you can become addicted to it. Um, and it's a personal choice where you have to say, okay, maybe, maybe do I, you know, should I continue doing this? Is this going to be beneficial for me in, in the future? Do it, does my mood change that significantly where this might be dangerous in the future? Uh, you know, there's a lot of factors, you know, like for me, for example, coffee is a big, a big one for me. You know, if I don't have my coffee, I might sometimes get, you know, maybe my mood changes or, or I even sometimes do get headaches. And I think they call it what caffeine headaches or whatever, which is crazy because then I'll have a cup of coffee and it lowers my migraine. So it's like, it's like, what? <laughs> like, why, why do I need this cup of coffee? But, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, like I said, it's you can become dependent on it, but it just depends on how much you use it. And also like the factors, the negative factors of you not using it. And so uh, you just kind of have to find that balance. Uh, you know, like once you start using something and it works, you want to, your body also does become used to something. So, you know, if you keep say using weed for something, it might die out and then you want to find the next thing, right. And the next thing. Um, and so I think I would really right. want to push to find natural things to do and not insert things in my body, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Like it's tough because like, I, like I said, I use my pills, the migrant pills, max salt, whatever. And sometimes I feel like it doesn't work. And it's just, I feel like, cause my body just takes in that medicine. It's like, ah, like I'm used to this, you know? And so it's just that, it's that decision of changing your lifestyle, maybe drinking more water, maybe don't, you know, don't put pressure on on certain things. Maybe just t try to take it easy more. It, there's a lot of factors, right? Like may maybe don't use weed as a, as the only way of fixing it, you know? But you know, that people will use it as that reason and that's why they'll become dependent on it. What about something as yeah. easy as like, NyQuil like what if people I know a lot of people that use NyQuil does that count Since I actually use NyQuil a lot to be yeah. honest to sleep because I know that I know a lot of people like some of my friends that use it and like sometimes some of them can't sleep unless they use it yep that's me and yeah. you really do become dependent on it which is sad because I do suffer from insomnia and even melatonin because I've used melatonin pills um, yeah. and that doesn't really help me sleep to be honest and I know a lot of people have recommended like cannabis for me to do like to do and all that and honestly that doesn't really help me too like i mean maybe cbd oils but for some reason i don't know why but zequel and i will knock me out i mean it's, yeah. it's one of those it's one of those questions too like um substance versus lifestyle and like like we were talking about right now like we are talking about a lot of things that we can use and utilize to help us cope with things or to deal with things um and sometimes it's easier to just you know, pop a pill in or, or use some oil then to maybe, like we were saying earlier, drink some more water or get some more sleep or exercise more. But realistically, during our, our lives, like, it's so hectic that, like, those kind of lifestyle changes are not always feasible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not always, we can't, we don't have time for it, you know? <laughs> and so um, that's where we get into the conversation of, you know, what is the balance of lifestyle versus substance use, you know? Um, substance meaning anything, coffee, ibuprofen, um, anything you want to say. But there are instances where using a substance could be more beneficial than making that lifestyle change. 
and vice versa. And so, I don't know, Johnny, what do you think about that? I mean, I think like growing up, we're trained to always go for that Tylenol, ibuprofen, Advil, you know, whenever we have a headache, whenever we have any sort of pain. So I think like for personally myself, I've always been an advocate of not using those type of pills. Like I always try to drink water. I always try to go outside, get a deep breath, do some exercise. Cause you know, I've always been against that cause I feel like I don't know what I'm putting in my body. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to cannabis is that there's been studies that have shown that cannabis have a minimal amount of side effects compared to other type of uh, pills. So I think, you know, people just need to make sure that they're moderating what they're putting in their body and, you know, control what they're putting in their body and make sure that they're not abusing it. Because like, for example, if you can't sleep and you're drinking NyQuil every day, is that realistically going to be good for your body? I don't think that's going to be good, you know? So there are going to be some side effects if you abuse drugs like that. So yeah, that's Shoot. my two cents. Yeah. Shoot, some White Claws, man. <laughs> So I was going to ask y'all, <laughs> yeah. why do you guys think it's socially acceptable then to like overuse, say things like NyQuil, than it is to, for example, overuse marijuana or other drugs like that? I don't know. I think it's socially acceptable because, oh, you know, there are actually things that you can buy in the store and traditionally they're in home. Yeah. So, okay. So it's okay to do that a lot. Like, that's why I think it's more socially acceptable, but... I mean, yeah, because then, I mean, weed was, you know, painted as this, like, bad thing back in the day as propaganda when immigrants were, were smoking it because people were just like, hey, they're doing this cool thing. Let's uh, let's make it not cool. And then, yeah, and then it's like, you know, this country makes its money off of biopharmas so much that they're like, hey, let's, let's make this a household thing and everybody can just take a shit, a shit ton of it. Let's do it. That's that's exactly why it's socially acceptable because this country's pushed it on us. Yeah, yeah. I agree with yeah, that too. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead, Johnny. All right. Not uh, yeah, I agree with Cedric. You know, I mean, basically the difference is one has always been legal. The other one is or was illegal and is starting to become legal. But you know, it's it's just something that people aren't used to. So people they always go for whatever's legal, whatever they're to have um, accessibility to. Yeah, I mean, to add on that real quick too, it's like, I think it's like, like said was saying, it's very accessible. It, it, it's sold in stores. We see commercials all the time. And then also in, in, in a way I'm thinking right now, when we go to the doctor and say like, we, we tell them that we have this certain pain or we have uh, headaches all the time, or blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll prescribe you medicine, right? And so then we're kind of like, you know, if the doctor's telling us to take medicine, then, you know, we should be taking medicine. And so I think, you know, and then they sell in the pharmacy, they sell a bunch of over-the-counter drugs and, and like NyQuil, you'll see TayQuil, you'll see everything. And so that's why I think we're taught at a young age that medicine cures everything, right? And the ones that are over-the-counter, the ones that have a brand and all that stuff. So obviously we know it's legal to do. So if it's legal, we'll do it. But marijuana or you know like you guys were saying it it's illegal so that's why you're like should i do it like should i should i not do it um you know it's like it, i don't know it's like if you give a kid 18 year old a bottle of alcohol they might 
think it's not okay, right, to do it. But then when they're 21 or when they're 24, then we're our age, they're like, ah, I don't feel the need to overdo it, you know? And yeah. so, but when you're 18, you feel like you might want to do it. You might want to overdo it, you know, just because it's it's illegal it's or whatever. That's why I think in some countries that have 18 as their as their age policy, the, the people don't feel the need to over, you know what I'm saying? Like it's in like social settings don't have to like get pissed out drunk at 18, you know? I don't know. That's my, my opinion. But just going back to the question is, I think people think it's socially okay because obviously they sell it in the stores. And and like I said earlier, we're, we were taught at a young age to take medicine to, to heal. The, you know, the, 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 I don't know if you guys remember Dimetap. Oh my God. As a kid, I used to yeah. take that all the time. And, and it tasted good. It tasted like grape. And so then it's socially okay to do that, right? And so that's my, my take on it. I agree with that. I think it's just like kind of like what you said, like it just becomes a norm. Like like you said, like you see it all the time when you go to the, the grocery store or you see it when you go to the pharmacy or the uh, liquor store, or you go to like Walgreens, whatever. And like how you said too, like you go to the doctors, they prescribe it with something because <laughs> because they say, they say that it'll help you feel better, right? And so you take it because, you know, it, it makes you feel better. So I think you just get so used to it that it becomes a natural part of your life, a natural part of your daily life. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to do their research too. Uh, just because a doctor gives them medicine, I don't think they should necessarily take it, you know? Because there's been a lot of cases where people take medicines and, you know, they eventually end up drugging themselves or they become addicted to a certain drug. So mm -hmm. I think it's important for you to do your research. And actually something that I want to bring up that influenced me to go against pills. Uh, when I was in college, I don't know if you guys ever realized this, but when I was in college, I was taking this legal class and our professor, we were talking about counterfeit stuff and labels on pills and something that she brought up um, that I actually never saw was that on almost every vitamin bottle, any bottle that contains pills, there's a label that says that the FDA does not guarantee any cure, any treatment, of anything you know it's so basically they're not guaranteeing that you're going to feel better they're not guaranteeing that you're not going to have side effects and to me that was pretty interesting that's that's, that's crazy kind of, yeah that's what kind of like made me go against the pills you know like made me realize like i don't need mm -hmm. them i can i can find natural ways to make myself feel better and the crazy thing too is that these labels are really small in the bottle so it's not like anyone's going to realize it with small print probably too yeah, <laughs> it's like small print, exactly. you know, a magnifying glass yeah yeah they don't want to get sued they don't want to yeah, get exactly sued. yeah exactly and that, that's go ahead like just to add real quick too is like that that that's a big reason sometimes i don't even want to go to the doctors because it's like they're going to tell me the same thing they're going to give me medicine and it's like i don't want i don't want that because it doesn't help but uh go ahead go on whoever was going to go next no, all I was going to say is like pretty much my last comment for this whole conversation is pretty much like anything else, do your research of what you're taking because there are so many outlets, so many sources of where you can get information. Just make sure you're getting the proper information of what you're taking um, and, and do your due diligence because like even like before, we're talking about marijuana, right? In the beginning, marijuana was used as a tactic in the U.S. for anti-immigration kind of sentiment, right? Not because of health benefits, but because... People wanted in this country wanted to make it stereotypically a bad thing to, to associate with 
immigrants in this country. And so even to this day, it's still stereotyped. I would just advise anything that you're doing, always do your due diligence, uh, do your research, make sure you take the time to investigate where you're taking, whether it's some kind of pill or some kind of supplement or even a lifestyle change like a diet or something like that. Uh, I would just caution to always do your research, take the time to investigate what you're actually going to do to yourself because your body is a one-time thing. You don't get another chance at it. You, this is your body for life. And so whether it's substance, whether it's lifestyle, do your due diligence and uh, treat your body with like the utmost respect because uh, you don't get a do-over. So, yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. Words from a doctor. Yeah, wise words. Yes. All right, y'all. And that concludes this segment of Untitled and Unbothered. Please check us out. Check our Instagram. Check our Facebook. Check out everything on social media. We're here. We're here to stay. And check us out. We're here. All right. There you have it. Untitled and Unbothered. Hope you guys have enjoyed the episode today and continue to support us every Friday. Follow us on Instagram at untitled underscore unbothered and have a great weekend. Let's keep it moving.